Mm-hmm. Welcome to TGIF. Y'all been blowing me up all week about this show, and y'all can't wait for us to talk about certain things. I don't know what, like, what is all the hype about this week, but y'all been really in the inbox and on Twitter and Instagram. Like, I can't wait for y'all to speak on X, Y, and Z, but we're going to do our show like we usually do. So without further ado, let me introduce my fabulous co-host, brand strategist, and uh, hopefully uh, up-and-coming OnlyFans star, Al Reynolds. How you doing, Al? What's going on, Claudia? Uh, I am fan. fans. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> People have been retweeting that picture of you in your little bikini briefs. They're like, oh, Al. Oh, Al. Oh, my crush. It's been, yeah. Anyways, and also please welcome a uh, multimedia personality, talk show host, and just all around uh, Oracle, Funky Dineva, <laughs> aka Q. Hello, Q. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How you doing? I am doing good, trying to get adjusted to this new time change that we got, but I'm making it, baby. You giving us Patty LaBelle with the glitter and the show, the pads and all that? Look at you. I'm, I'm, I'm channeling Luther Vandross. Oh, okay. <laughs> never too much, never too much, never too much. <laughs> and I am your host, Claudia Jordan. And um, we'll, we'll catch up real quick before we get into the show. Uh, this past week, uh, I'm going to definitely get into what y'all been up to. Me and my guy, we've been rehabbing a house and uh, it's our first one. So I'm super excited about that. And, you know, knocking down walls and getting contractors to come over. So it's such a new chapter in my life. I want to be able to make all my money over there and then, you know, kind of just relax in this space. You know what I mean? Like, I still want to take this seriously, of course, but I also want to, you know, like, I just want to like have another stream of income to, to add to the rest of them. So I can just keep on vacationing every two weeks okay. and, and, li- and live my, my best life. Also, I was in the Bahamas. Over the weekend, it was amazing. Al, you were supposed to come down. Right, yeah. My The private jet was canceled because of the tailwinds, uh, allegedly. So, you know, D.C. had a lot of heavy winds uh, this past week and weekend. So, Is that I a new story out. you just came up with? Because I heard you couldn't get your visa to travel. Right, that, that was the story I remember. I'm like, private jet? I'm like, this coach Negro, private jet? I thought he had an issue with the visa or the passport. I did have an issue with the visa, but of course it was still, you know, tailwinds were also an issue, but no, I didn't. So get it my, wasn't a private jet. It was, it was a middle. Time. I didn't get my visa in time to catch the 7 a.m. To get on that American um, Airlines flight to the damn Bahamas. Coast. The middle seat. He hmm. talking about private. He tried it. <laughs> How was your week, Al? Outside of that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the end of this assignment. I'm really excited to kind of put it to bed so that I can travel for a few months. So yeah, just all okay. work 10 and 12 hour days for me. So nothing all right, we, sexy yet. We're going to plan a trip with the three of us and maybe our plus ones in the next, within the next couple of weeks. And I, I want to invite the fans to come meet us wherever we go. Yeah, maybe it's Vegas. Somewhere. I think that'd be dope. Thank cool. you. I know you're not really happy about the new time, but this is this is prime time, baby. This is when all the eyeballs around the now the network. So how how are you doing? And thank you for being with us. I know you don't like this. This is this interferes with your getting down to the bar where the, the bar, Honda cars right. be at and all that. Lighten up, honey. The girls is at the bar. They just like where is Q? But my week was good, y'all. I had a very productive week. Trained three times with my trainer. Uh, I filmed two shows for uh, VH1 Two Love and Hip Hop specials that'll be coming out in June. And July did that Ooh. this week and uh, got into a little kinky trouble last night with two gentlemen callers. And um, yeah, wait, I hold a, up. Wait, like wait. a threesome? Yeah, you know. Okay. But that's, that's it? 
That's for TGIF After Dark. Well, I would save that, save that one for my memoir. That, that shouldn't be funky, Dineva. That should be freaky, Dineva. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of freaky, that just brings us to our first story. Portia Williams stunned the world of reality TV this week when she announced on Instagram that she is engaged to the ex-husband, a friend to her on the show, on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, Fallon. Now, Fallon announced her divorce in April, and Portia says her relationship to Fallon's soon-to-be ex, Simon, started last uh, last month. Check out what Portia wrote about her new love on Instagram. We are crazy in love. I know it's fast, but we are living life each day to its fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night. Now, Portia has reportedly, uh, she's getting a three-part series, spin-off series about her life on Bravo. Do you think Portia's been planning this and this is just for TV? Or is this just real life and the show just follows what she's really, you know, got, got going on? No, I think it's for her pocketbook. And I also think it's low down. And I think Portia is full of purity, S-H-I-T. There's no self-respecting mother is going to meet and start a relationship within one month talking about we're going to be co-parenting my child and we're looking forward to spending the rest of our lives together. Portia has been had some type of romantic rapport with this man. It's written, it, you don't fall this in love and start talking about co-parenting one month into no doggone relationship. Secondly, you know, everybody in Atlanta want them a rich African, okay? Quiet as it's kept, you better hide your social security number in your pocketbook because <laughs> half of these dudes that y'all walking around here thinking rich Africans, they are scammers. Now, granted, I know Simon personally, and he is not one, but the thing that gets me is that the optics of this whole thing is just horrible. I get that Portia says her and Fallon were not friends, but y'all were friendly, you know what I'm saying? On the road to developing some type of friendship. That lady invited you into her home, whether it was for the show or not. And you tussy rolled your ass all in that lady pool and was giving her husband eyes at the same doggone time. Mm -hmm. It's just, and the last thing, that, and I'm gonna get off my soapbox because I've been on this all week. We were talking about it before the show came on. Simon is worth $40 million, right? But Portia, she got a nice piece of change, her own self, multiple streams of income. There is nothing in Atlanta or around the continental U.S. that Simon is going to expose Portia to or grant her access to that she has not already been exposed to or have access to. So I'm just not understanding this move. That's a really good point because I feel like at a certain amount of money, like, you know, there's very little difference between making a couple million and, and 30, 40 million. It, like you, you're getting everything you want. You get all the clothes you could ever want, the cars and everything, the real estate, the trips, you know, at that point. Um, I'm going to speak on the audacity of things. I remember when I was on the show and I don't want to make this about me, but I have to in, in this instant because there's a bunch of video clips going around. Why well, I done told y'all years ago what the deal was, but everyone thought I was hating. I was not hating. I used to actually hang out with her. Thought she was a sweet girl. And then I saw some things. Um, I'm just going to say this. I remember when I was on the show, uh, me, Can uh, Cynthia, and Kenya went to uh, Bar One in Charlotte. And Cordell was there, which is, you know, Portia's ex-husband. They weren't divorced. I mean, they were divorced. Her and I were not friends. We were cool. You know what I mean? And to play around, like, the, uh, my cast members thought it would be cute to kind of put me on the spot to act like they were hooking me up with them. I was so uncomfortable. Even though I had, I was, had no loyalty to her, I didn't owe her anything. Just me as a woman and just how I feel about myself, 
I could even like play it up. Like I joked around for a few minutes, but I was extremely uncomfortable. And I was kind of nudged by some people like, you should just do it for a storyline. I'm like, I'm absolutely not going to do that for a storyline. I've been cool with Cordell for years. I never went there. I never went on a date. And I hated that it was like, it kind of looked like there was some flirtation. It was a scene and nothing else after that. And, you know, even though we weren't really rocking with each other like that, there was a time we hung out in New York with my friend Trevor. We hung out in Miami with some other mutual friends. Some other Africans were there, but I won't name their names. And, you know, I still felt like even because there was a time when I thought she was cool, I would send her text messages when she got on Dish Nation to congratulate her. That was enough for me. We don't got to be besties for me to not rock with your ex-husband. The way I go with my friends, if I'm out with my friends and a guy even hollers at one of my girls, you can't come to me second. You know what I mean? Like, or even if I'm like kind of cool with a girl, it just feels weird. So I just feel like, you know what? I hope you really are in love after nine days y'all been together. It's, I don't think it's a month. After the nine or 10 days y'all have been rocking together, I hope you really, it, 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 it's only worth it if it ends up becoming really something for real. But if it's just some temporary thing and some money grab, that's it, or, you know, a spur of the moment thing, it's really a bad look. And she's been dragged like a lot these last few, few days. And in closing, I want to say this to the people that are uh, the hypocrites on social media. I see if you like the person, you will excuse having raw dog sex with a stripper, being with your homegirl's man, all kinds of stuff, dragging people, beating people up. You'll make excuses for it. Oh, she's young. She's living her life. She's single. But if you don't like the person, a la me, a la Kenya, a la Eva Marcel, you will take any little thing and you will make that person the devil. My thing is this, wrong is wrong and right is right. And the way you have credibility, if y'all out there in social media world, keep the same energy and the same measuring stick. If something's wrong for, for Kenya or for anybody else, it's wrong for Portia. Yes, she's charming and cute and she's adorable and all that kind of stuff, but that don't make the shit right. It ain't right. And I feel bad for Fallon. I really do. Because she got to see this shit play out and all these, I choose love. No one loves nobody after a month. You don't love no one after two months. Take your time. We ain't feeling bad for uh, Fallon because they said Fallon was slanging cooch all across Atlanta. Uh, she cheated on Simon. So now she, she, she made it easy for the cleanup woman. <laughs> okay, well... Uh, while the story continues to grow, Portia's new boo, Simon, is defending uh, more than just his uh, housewife flip-flop. Uh, pictures were surfaced this week of a woman named Jessica Harris, who was spotted recently sitting in the passenger seat of, of Simon's sports car. Simon reposted the photo and answered his online critics by writing, If anyone can show credible receipts that I cheated on my ex-wife between June 14th, 2019, date of marriage, and January 15th, 2021, date of initial divorce filing, I have $50,000 waiting for you. Are these women just trying to get the, ride this wave? Or is there smoke? Is there fire where there's smoke? I don't know. You know, she gives me she gives me ride in the way because I mean, what are you gaining by what are you gaining by interjecting yourself in, in the midst of all of this? You know what I'm saying? It, it's nothing but some street cool points to say, I, I know them, I'm part of it too, but you're really not gaining anything. I mean, even if he did cheat with you during the middle of his marriage, so what? You ain't getting nothing for it. I kind of well, feel like this though. If well, you hold see on, someone hold on, hold on, hold on, Claudia. 
<laughs> let's think about this. There's so many layers to this conversation right here, but let's go back to what the young lady's gaining. She's actually gaining a lot to what Gen Z's and millennials think, and that is exposure in the media. This young lady was recently on Wendy Williams. There's no way you could ever tell me in her lifetime that young lady would be on Wendy Williams if she wasn't involved in this tryst right here. So number one, she's gaining a lot. She got mentioned by Wendy. She got shown on Wendy. Now her followers are, are tripling, if you will, on her social media. That's number one on that. So she's able to participate now and be a part of the entertainment narrative. So she's gaining a lot. Now, let's go to Portia real quick. This is my only thing with Portia. I was a Portia fan. I fell for the naivete of Portia in the beginning when she was married to Cordell, how she unveiled her stupidity, her, her lack of knowledge on certain things, her you know, just her rawness and her realness. I don't recognize this new Porsche right now. And the only thing I would like to say to this new Porsche right now is beware, young lady, because what happens in the entertainment business, and especially in reality TV, is they build you up to tear you down. And young lady, getting this extra show and all of this stuff, you think is a reward on what you have been doing, but this is only for you to extend your storyline. And once they're done with you, you will be canceled and you will be replaced with a new storyline and a more interesting young lady. So all I'm saying to Portia is, be sure that you know what you're gonna do next because from the writing on the wall, this could be a short-lived season for Portia Williams. I think that's really and good so and thoughtful advice. It's weird because this could actually affect some of her other deals. I mean, you've got people, oh, 100%. You've got people in the background who, you know, they feel a way about this situation morally and they won't take it out on, you know, booking you or wanting to hire you, but just because the illusion of impropriety. It just, it just Listen, wasn't 100%. My gut tells me in this situation right here, Bravo used Portia as an escape goat around the racial tension that Nini brought up and exposed in the Bravo brand. So what they did was they gave her a deal, in my opinion, in order showing her activism and with the Black Lives Matter movement. And giving her that deal, it also gave her a new sense of confidence that she's the new it girl for Bravo. Beware, Portia, because the way this industry sets you up to be one of the most successful, this industry will set you up to be one of the biggest falls. That's all I'm saying. I think that this with this reality thing, you have to be very careful. And I, I don't recommend anyone going on a reality TV show without a plan, uh, some product to promote and, and, and a means to an end, really. It shouldn't just be the thing and that's it, right? Because it becomes very addictive. And because a lot of these women, like there are, there's two types of reality stars. There's women that go in there that already had things going on. They already had a resume that were already known before they ever stepped foot on a reality TV set. And then there's women that everything they are is due to reality TV. And there's right. a difference in behavior. The ones that have had for success and their name out there before, having the back, they can't go as far usually because it's like, they can't go balls out, balls to the wall because you know there was a career before and hopefully a career afterwards. These ones that just get on, like Portia, like Phaedra, like some others. I mean, yes, she was a lawyer, but the, the reality TV show was the one that really put her out there. I feel like, you know, it becomes like you're, you're, you're indebted to that and you have to keep performing and delivering, delivering, delivering. You have to outdo what you did before. And before you know it, 
like you said, Al, they, they look at the ones that they tossed away. Like you don't even hear about anymore. Like, like I mentioned Phaedra and, and, and basketball wise, Miami, there's a bunch of them from there. Some of the ones from LA, when they, when they get done with you, it's a wrap. Yep. And, you know, it's very addictive to get your name on those headlights and headlines and in those blogs. And then in the moment you're like, I'm popping, I'm popping, but, it, but brands long-term, they ain't really rocking with that. That's a, that's a fact. That's a, uh, an Instagram deal here and, plus, and there. We're, we're tired of Portia saying that she's in love. She was in love when she was breaking up with Cordell. She was in love when she met her baby daddy, the most love she's ever been. And now she's got an extra in love more than she's ever been with this new African man. I understand that this keeps you relevant and I understand that it keeps you a storyline, but baby, you're going to have to be cautious on your storylines using the love letters. Okay. If it was me, if I really love someone, I would probably keep it under wraps until we develop our foundation and then I'll spring it on y'all. But just like we hook up on Saturday and then I'm out there on Sunday or whatever. I'm just saying, we're going to take a quick break and that's all we're going to, we're going to move on from this Portia Williams. We wish you the best. And I hope you don't crash and burn because I don't want to see no sister doing that. But I think what you did was an extreme violation. It wasn't cool. I didn't do it to you. And I don't think you should do it to Fallon. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll have more TGIF. Y'all can be mad at me if you want. You know I speak the truth. Oh, God. Ooh, the bickering behind the scenes today. Al, take another drink. I did. Al called me long-winded. People in the chats. Um, who's the most long-winded on this show? I just want to know. Talk, we're not talking about who's the most long-winded. I said on this particular this particular topic, you talk forever. Like, okay, we got it. Like, I was just saying, don't take everything so personal as an attack. Sometimes it's just constructive criticism. You great, you gave great points. I loved it. But Jesus Christ, you were wearing me out. You you talk for a lot. Now, <laughs> if I have um knowledge about a situation and passion i'm gonna have my moment because i rarely go long-winded on this show okay. all right whoopi and megan whoopi and megan we not we not doing that whoopi and yes and i'm whoopi all right listen moving on chrissy Teigen is catch, catching major heat regarding a bullying message she sent to a then teen bride courtney stodden in 2011. uh Teigen has now apologized for the mean-spirited tweet um, you know, telling Courtney to end her life. Chrissy's tweet reads, I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. And Tegan tweeted on Wednesday, uh, I was an insecure, attention-seeking troll. I am ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior. Now, Courtney says she accepts the apology, but feels like Chrissy is trying to save her brand, saying her wokeness is a broken record. How do you feel about this? The tweet was 10 years ago. Chrissy Teigen said she admitted I was miserable. I was a troll. I sent her a DM. And um, she's lost a lot. She lost her her brand, her deal with uh, Target. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, I think it was Macy. She lost, she lost two deals. Mm-hmm. So what do y'all feel about this? How do y'all feel about this? First thing, I need context, right? Was this an unsolicited tweet? Or did the girl say something to Christy Teigen and the go kill yourself was the response? That's what I want to know. I don't really know about that. I don't think yeah, Chrissy that, would just that, say... That, that, that's important. And the reason why it's important is if the girl says something to Christy Teigen out of line and that was Christy Teigen's response, then that girl can go play in traffic, okay? The second thing, though, this cancel culture, we need a vaccine for it, all right? We need a, a Moderna to come up with a vaccine for cancel culture. Y'all got to stop going through people's social media from 10 years ago and, and bringing this mess to the forefront. 
She told the girl to go kill herself. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. I mean, I'm sure that girl has heard worse been said to her. I just don't even understand why this is a story. Well, because that's what people like to do. They like to go and find something from 10, 15 years ago and be like, ah, I got you. Yes. I mean, and if you said, if you apologize for it, why can't we move on from that? Why is it she has to lose her deals? What do you think, Al? I think, I think, I don't, I think it was good. I mean, I'm glad because I feel like in these cases, some people portray something that they're not and they try to create this image in order to achieve. And that image is not who they truly are. So if she has been selling a brand of one of compassion, humility, and, and loving and caring, but we see that she really is not, I like the fact that she was exposed on that. And you don't just tell someone to go kill yourself. That's just not cool. And that in a spirit of who she has presented as her brand is not even. So the fact that we've been given a behind the curtain look of who she could possibly be. I like the fact that she's held accountable for it. So yes, because places like Target and places like Macy's sell, say to us as consumers that we trust and believe the, the brands that we put in our stores and that we deliver to the community. And those brands have to be even with our creed. And when it's not even to our creed, we're not interested in being in bed with them. So, so okay, sorry. We got some intel that Chrissy and Courtney did tweet each other and they both sent each other nasty DMs. But right. the, I think the point is that people are mad about is that she was 16. You know, I remember when I was on uh, the Foxhole, the radio show, and we had an inside joke that we would say, kill yourself. It was, a, it was purely comedy. It wasn't meant to be evil. And it was an inside joke. There was a lot of things we used to say. Out of context, sounds horrible. But in context, it's funny as hell because that was an ins- that was a, like if you was a fan of the show, you would know the inside jokes. Like we have jokes that that listeners and viewers of this show will understand because they they rock with us. They know our personalities. They know what it's meant to be. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but in know. this case, in this case, wasn't the young lady on some like teen pregnancy show? And teen bride. Teen bride. Same thing. Teen bride. She was 16. Uh, Christy, Christy obviously was the adult in this situation, and they were both in entertainment. She just simply should not be exercising that type of conversation and, and initiating that type of volatility with that young lady, period. Listen, 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 listen. listen. Six, when, when it comes to knowing right from wrong, especially in terms of engaging in battle, 16 is grown, okay? 16, mm. you, 16 you know what you're doing. And let me ask you this, the uproar. Al, go kill yourself. What harm have I really killed? Claudia, go kill yourself. I laugh. Like, like, come on, America. Like, stop acting like, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the ladies just said something so appalling that we need to be off with her head. It just missed me with the, 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 the fake outrage and the stupid sensitivity to nothing. Go kill yourself. You still breathing, ain't you? Well... Okay, I think we should probably go to you. To me, it's a little bit different because I view Chrissy as like uh, a lister with John Legend. I feel like that her words have impact. 
I feel like when she says something derogatory, people take it to heart and with a, a, a deep meaning. So I just feel like, you know, that that to a 16 year old could be very damaging to be exposed that she could possibly say that to any 16 year old could be very damaging from the statue in which she stands. That's all I'm saying. And I, I mean, that that may sound crazy, but I feel like once you've met once you've come to a certain level in your celebrity, it comes with a great deal of responsibility. We are no longer just regular people. We have a responsibility to be compassionate. We also have a responsibility to act in a responsible and adult way. We can't just act off our feelings anymore because of what we've been allowed to achieve in this industry. That's just my take on it. But you know what? I've had a whole bottle of champagne, so what do I know? So that would make sense if Chrissy Teigen has presented herself as this compassionate Mother Teresa type. Anyone that knows Chrissy Teigen knows she talks shit. If you want smoke, go holler at Chrissy Teigen and she's the queen of the clapbacks. She's not someone that says, oh, bless your heart. She's someone that will get you together and she uses foul language and she's funny. The reason why Chrissy Teigen blew up from a deal and no deal extra, a banker girl, to where she is now and catching the eye of John Legend she has a lot of personality. Chrissy Teigen, some people find her annoying, but that girl is funny. And, and, and anyone that engages with her should know you're going to get red. Now, yes, it's a little bit cringe because she's 16, but, yeah, you know, well, yeah, this, this is also a 16-year-old that's marrying something. You just can't be, a, I'm sorry, it just doesn't feel comfortable. Let's go to the next story because I, I just don't feel comfortable with a grown woman like that with her platform talking derogatory to a 16-year-old who's just been introduced to the entertainment industry and don't really know what the hell she's doing or saying and who she's picking a fight with. I, it's just something about that just says nasty. But Al, this isn't a regular 16-year-old. This is a 16-year-old that's married on TV to a sugar daddy and doing reality TV. That's the part, Al. That 16-year-old mess, I'm not buying it. Stay in a child's place. That's what the old black women say, stay in a child's place. So when you get grown and you come out your neck sideways to a grown woman, then you're going to get handled like a grown woman. It really is that black and white for me. Okay. I, I can see a 16-year-old that acts like one, but she, she's she's having relations with a grown man, a sugar daddy on TV for us all to, uh, again, we place ourselves to be criticized when we, when we enter in this entertainment world. I feel both the odds points, but anyways, let's move on. The CDC says that uh, vac fully vaccinated people no longer need to wear a mask, which is causing some kind of confusion because how do you know if I really am vaccinated? I can go into a spot with no mask and go, I'm vaccinated. How do y'all feel about this? Well, the CDC late because we wasn't wearing no mask in Miami, no way. <laughs> we ain't got the COVID. <laughs> we didn't have COVID didn't come to Miami. We wasn't wearing masks down here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys keep it going though. Florida uh, and Georgia. You no, know, and so um I'm gonna share this. The world doesn't know this because I kept it private. I actually had COVID. I had COVID two months ago. Um mm -hmm as a result of being down to the bar with a Honda cars be there actually was an outbreak, 14 of us, 14 wow. customers wow. actually got it um, down to the bar. Luckily for all of us, everybody's symptoms were mild. I was only like lethargic for two days or whatever. Um, the thing about it is though, this just feels, I, I don't know, I don't feel comfortable going maskless. Um, I still know a, a large share of Black people in particular have not gotten vaccinated and they swear, you know, on, on, on the Virgin Mary that they are not getting a vaccine. So I'm just not understanding how we go from 
you know, last month, two months ago, 400, 500, 600,000 people are dying to now, you know, this thing is just like the common cold and you don't have to wear a mask anymore. I mean, I, I don't know where the empirical data is that shows enough people have been vaccinated for us to either eradicate this disease or form some type of herd immunity. Right. What do you think, Al? Well, I think, you know, obviously it's data driven. I think that because of the number of hospital visits have decreased, the number of deaths have decreased. And you got to understand uh, the disease is spread by super hosts. So because the number of super hosts have declined and the number of super hosts, which means people that are very active and moving and traveling have been vaccinated, you then you're going to see a decrease in the spread of the disease. So because the CDC feels that the super hosts and the numbers are in line to being more safe than they're allowing us to breathe. I'm actually very excited. Um, I hate wearing that mask. I feel like sometimes I can't breathe. I find myself sweating. I am fully vaccinated. And I like the idea that the fact that I'm fully vaccinated, that I'm able to kind of wear the mask at will. So that's- Let me tell y'all what happened to me in Walgreens two days ago. I almost cussed this man ass out. So, you know, sometimes with this mask, for whatever reason, you can't hear when it's over your nose. <laughs> you can't hear. So in order to hear good and to talk to people, sometimes you end up pulling it down. It's just one of those black people things that when you don't have an address, but you turn the radio down. So I'll, he's at the front, the first register. I'm at the second one. We are more than six feet apart. I got my mask down here. He going to look his ass back to me talk about, sir, sir, your mask. But you know what? I didn't want to fight enough people Walgreens. I came with some dog food, so I simply complied. But I was like, I'm not used to Black people being carers, and who are you to police me having to wear a mask when the CDC said we ain't even got to put one on? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. The CDC said that you do have to follow the rules of the state. So like in the state of Maryland, the governor says that even though you don't have to wear a mask, the state of Maryland, the governor's saying that you still have to wear a mask. So well, he's I'm in Florida with Ron DeSantis, who right. said he never, never <laughs> took it seriously. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk a little bit about a huge political scandal that one of our TGIF hosts has a real connection to that old nasty cross-eyed big forehead Matt Gates. We have more TJF when we return. <laughs> Welcome back to TJF. I'm here with my guys Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Now tonight's episode is sponsored by Sesh. That's S-E-S-H. Now traditional therapy can be expensive and to many of us it's super inaccessible and that's why Sesh is the leading mental health app for accessible group support facilitated by diverse licensed therapists who are experts in their field. Now, SESH is a 60-minute online group support session led by an experienced therapist with a specific specialty, and each session has a maximum of only 14 participants. And guess what? SESH also offers community-specific support for Black, Latinx, LGBTQIA+, AAPI communities, and more. That's right, and it's affordable. SESH is only $60 per month for unlimited group sessions with licensed therapists. And each new member receives a free two-week trial. So listen up, take the first step and go to seshtherapy.com. That's seshtherapy.com. Or go ahead and download the Sesh app in the app store today. Sesh is uh, mental health care made easy. And we definitely like to thank them for sponsoring our show tonight. Thanks, Sesh. We'll be right back with more TGIF. 
Welcome back to TJF. I'm joined by El Rose and Funky Dineva. Now, uh, let's get into some political news here. Matt Gates, the guy with the big hair, the big forehead, and the real close eyes, he is uh, not having a good time because uh, his associate, Joe Greenberg, is uh, striking a deal. Uh, he's pleading guilty to six of the 33 charges, uh, sex with minors, sex trafficking, all kinds of stuff going on. And word is that he will be snitching on Matt Gates. Matt Gates has been a thorn in the side of, Bill, uh, of, uh, of Joe Biden. And, you know, he, he's just so obnoxious now. Our very own cute funky Dynevo has a close relationship or has a tie to the story. Do tell, Q. What is your thoughts on the story? So yeah, I wouldn't say close, but definitely tied. Matt Gates and I, Matt Gates and I were friends in college. We both were in student government together. We were in Senate every Wednesday and Bennigan's drinking afterwards. And it's funny because um this thing that Matt has turned into. Mm-hmm. It's not what he was in college. Was you he know? cool in college? He was cool. He was fun. We drank. He had a very inappropriate humor. Matt always told jokes that crossed the line, but it was Matt. And so we all loved him and he was cool. This is actually very disappointing to me to see mm-hmm. the person that Matt has become. But on the flip side of things, while I look back at it, it just was always there. I guess in the college setting, it just wasn't the right setting for him to be in his full racial racist glory and his full whatever, whatever, whatever. But the, the bigger thing is, I always tell people when you when you do dirt, the only person you better tell is the lady in the lake because that's the only bitch who ain't going to say nothing. OK, and this man is not about to go down by himself. Uh, I, I hope Matt wasn't full online with minors and sex trafficking folks, but this just don't look good for him. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's karma. I just think it, it's, it's karma for a lot of that racial nonsense that he keeps up in the Senate. They say he was dumb enough to, to pay these girls by Venmo and uh, Apple Pay. And there's a huge paper trail of, of evidence. So it's not looking good. And then Al, Al uh, Matt Gates and, a- and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the strong-faced blonde that looks like Gary Busey's love child, um, they're on this America First tour where they are promoting the Anglo-Saxon uh, values of America. Like, it can be any clearer? Can it be any clearer that it's the KKK party? And she has this whole thing where she's against sex traffickers and pedophiles, but you're on tour with someone who's facing a huge case right now. What do you think about the hypocrisy about this? White people like this bore me. I'm, I'm, I'm just bored. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's it's like, here's the thing. Marjorie Taylor Greene nor Matt Gates believe what's coming out of their mouth. They don't believe it. They are, they get a kick out of being agitators. Mm-hmm. They like the attention by any means necessary. I think this behavior comes from a place of, of insecurity or some sort of void in their heart and in their mind. But you cannot tell me that somebody who was smart enough and reasonable enough to graduate college and law school believes half the crap that comes out of their mouth. Well, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has, it's all over the news. I don't know if you guys got to see it tonight, but she is a harassing AOC, Congresswoman AOC, and um, they showed video from 2019 where she's like 
harassing her through her male vents and she's still continuing to do this today. I just can't believe that we're in a place that we have Congress women that behave like this, that are trolling, that are doing things for attention, that are attention seeking. And you know what, Marjorie Taylor Greene, since you want attention, let me give you the attention you so deserve and you so desire. Um, while you're talking about this great Christian stuff that you are and you're a Christian and you're about the Lord, um, a lot of us know and remember the news story that you cheated on your husband of 25 years with a tantric sex guru and a gym trainer. So while you out here preaching the gospel about how much of a great woman you are and you're so, um, you have all these morals, which to me, the ones that shove it down your throat, how much of a Christian they are, are always the biggest skanks. And that happens in reality TV to politics. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, you can take your fake Christian act and shove it up your butt. I can't say at. Well, I can't. Can I say at? Is that on the list? Okay, whatever. Moving on. Speed on, I want to say one more thing. Oh, please. AOC better than I'll ever be. Because if that bitch would have stuck her mouth... <laughs> Under that dough in my mail thing, I'd have kicked that damn dough so hard with her lips in that doggone mail thing. And I can assure you that would have been the last time she would have brought her Mr. Potato Head face looking ass to my office <laughs> bothering me. Either that or I'd have took some uh some uh some uh Windex or something and sprayed <laughs> it out that damn mail vent while she had her face in it. Look at her. If that she ain't related to Gary Busey, I don't know who is. Okay, moving on. Pretty Ricky member of Baby Blue is caught in a scam. He's, uh, you know, he's he's turning himself in. Supposedly, he uh, got $24 million in PPP loans. And also, they're saying he convinced 11 other people to partake in the loans, and he got kickbacks. And he said something about, you know what? All right, I'll just go do my bid, and when I come out, I'll be, like, cut up like Gucci Man or something like that. Al... What do you think about this? I, I know a lot of people took advantage of these loans and they were there to help us. But when you claim and you have like a lot of these employees and you don't, uh, it's tough. Listen, I, I, were, I was a participant in the PPP loans. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't even get uh, 0.0001% of 24 million. Um, in this particular case, I can only say that this is not what the PPP loan was intended for. And because it wasn't, and because of this, like his was just not just a little bit of exaggeration in his numbers, it was absurd. Like I think in this particular story, he claimed he had a hundred employees. It, this is the thing that confuses me the most. When I had to do my PPP loan, I had to present all this paperwork. I had to present like my tax returns. There was so much that I had to give less. Schedule C, all that. Right. So I'm just like, I'm so confused. He spent more time creating these documents to falsify and to cheat the government only to last for how long? He got maybe three or four good months of 24 million funded into his bank account before now he has to now go to jail and give all the money back. I just don't know why it's worth it to him. And hey, if this is gonna make him a, a bigger and better rapper, which in these days it could, good luck, man. So, you know, it sucks. And I just must've went to school for criminals or grew up in a criminal neighborhood because I went to school with baby food. <laughs> Damn. Damn, you went with school with Matt Gates, you him, with Andrew Gillum, everyone. You know, I'm, I'm a highly educated fish. So I went to high <laughs> school with uh, Diamond and Spectacular. And, you know, it's so funny because I got people on my line right now talking about, ooh, I know this girl named Carla. She'll do the PPP for you and she just taking 20%. 
I'm like, y'all, no, I'm good. I'm good. My money coming in steady right now. I don't want to mess up my karma. She'll get you 50000 She'll get you. Now, here's the thing, right? Because I ain't going to lie to you, bitch. I, 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 <laughs> my cousin called me. I said, uh, what all documentation she needs? <laughs> get some shit that you, I mean, well, I got to watch my language. Get an amount that you can play dumb with when Uncle Sam come knocking right. on you. Get an amount that you can take your, you know, that you can pay. So when my cousin was proposing it to me, I was going to do it for 20000 I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I get a little 20000 pay at my bank account. But my better judgment said, no, nah, leave this PPP money alone. But I'm going to tell you something else to people out here doing it. Y'all give me y'all opinion on this. People is getting the PPP money and starting businesses. Now, I thought the PPP money was to help you keep your business afloat. It's payroll protection program. So say, okay, actually, if you're an you individual can't, you and can't you're- use, You can't use a PPP loan to start a business. You have to have had that business before the pandemic hit. So you had to have that, have that business in 2019 and you have had to have, well, wait a minute. Yeah, you've for the businesses. Now, when Biden- That's for e- that's right. When Biden came into office, he did make it available for independent contractors and sole proprietors, mm-hmm. which is a different story. So those people like trainers are able who don't have an EIN number are allowed to participate in a PPP loan. But I feel like even then you have to have a tax return to show that you had some type of business similar to what it was that you were applying for. No, what the I'm saying is the people are falsifying the documents to get the money. Then they're starting businesses. I, I know so many people that right. went and food trucks, food trucks, <laughs> uh, new salon spaces. I mean, you know what? It's sad because, again, the twenty thousand is the uh, the amount that you can get for one single. Like if you're the sole proprietor of your business and you're an individual, they base it on a max of a hundred thousand, right? So you get two and a half months pay. Uh, and that's 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 normal. When you over here in line, so you have 10, 20, 40 employees and you're getting money for all these people, that's when you're getting into dangerous right. and into hot water. And that's what people have been doing. Now, if you are just, we're all, we're independent contractors. We're self-employed, right? So like individuals can do, anyways, let me not give advice on this. Uh, good luck with your case, baby blue. And I, I wish you the best. Speaking of other people, I wish the best. J-Lo, I love me some J-Lo. But man, she already was spotted on vacation with Ben Affleck. And they say um, her former fiance, Alex Rodriguez, was pretty surprised. Like he thought that, you know, they would probably get back together at some point. But Jennifer, you know, she's just been real short on the phone with them. And like, yeah, I'll holler when I holler. What do you think about her getting back with? Do you think she'll get back with with Ben Affleck? Or do you think it was just like some rebounding? I don't know. You know, this this is just very perplexing to me because you know I hang out with J Lo Hangout and I <laughs> Y'all remember me saying on the show not too long ago I saw yes. them in Coral Gables together with the kids. Cut it out. What I'm like, because you know we shop in the same places. <laughs> so the thing that's throwing me though, and we and I said this earlier, I think we were off air when I said this. I don't understand how you got out of the bed with A-Rod on Monday and you are, are in the love bed with Ben Affleck on Sunday. It's like, y'all just announced your breakup. How are you almost in another pseudo relationship already? It's mental illness. I think J-Lo needs to go to therapy. 
I think somebody left her or lost her in a train station when she was a little girl and she never got over it. Like there is some reason that that woman cannot just take a break from love. What I, is disagree, I, I disagree with Funky on this one. I think what? I've shared my perspective on J-Lo um, multiple times on this show. J-Lo has an addiction to fame and celebrity. And J-Lo is going to do whatever it takes to stay in that vein and in that voice in in the in the press at all costs unfortunately what happens when you are an addict is you don't really understand how you actually appear when you are doing the things that you do and that it, it whether you are addicted to fame or whether you're addicted to drugs or whether you're addicted to tobacco or whether you're addicted to alcohol it's all the same there is a fog around your mind don't y'all remember when she was in love with Ben Affleck? They were about to get married and she called the wedding all four weeks before they got married. I mean, did we forget? This I love J-Lo. No J-Lo standing in my presence. We got to take a quick break, Alex. So we have time at the end to talk about Bill and Melinda Gates. Hey, Bill. We'll be right back with more TGF. Oh, damn. Fishy bitch. <laughs> Welcome back to TGI. Yes. We got to get on a chat after the show because I got so much more to say that I couldn't say on the show. Okay, Bill and Melinda Gates, big divorce. Um, he was talking to his golfing buddies and said that he was in a loveless marriage the whole time. And it's been a while since he felt that love. Um, $146 billion was his worth, is his worth. What do y'all think about this divorce? And um, what's... What do they do next? Like, who, who's going to date who? What do y'all think about this story? I'm going to tell you, Claudia, I love me a good, messy, high-profile, rich, white people divorce. Now, the best <laughs> thing about this divorce right here that you guys may not know is that Bill Gates has been a freak for a long time. Now, the reporters that followed him in his joint venture before he started Microsoft already told us that this is not a choir boy at all. In fact, these guys, his friends that actually created Microsoft when they were younger, used to have trysts of sex type of exercises or experiences of parties when they were younger. Now, to me, he married a Christian. I mean, she's coming across, she's saying she's Catholic and that she, you know, was a, a, a good lady. But if, if production don't mind showing that picture again, that to me looks like a freak. And she, to me, looks like Caitlyn Jenner, if you want my personal opinion. <laughs> now, this is the deal, though. We gotta now, go don't soon, mess Al. with Melinda. There's a couple of things here. Don't mess with Melinda because Melinda has hired Robert Cohen. Now, remember, Robert Cohen not only represented Chris Rock, but also represented Michael Bloomberg and also Christy Brown. You being long-winded like you accuse me of. <laughs> we gotta go. Anyway, all I'm saying is the the reason why they are divorcing a lot of people, the real story is coming out is because he was hanging out with Jeff Epstein. All right, Jeffrey Epstein, who you know is known for pedophilia. And okay. it was because of that Ow. relationship, what do you we, want? Al, the show has to, go, to end right now. <laughs> we will talk more about this next week. They're about to cut us off. Stay tuned for Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee. But first, stay tuned for deals. Love it. Bye. Bye.